0: I'm going to talk about the faithfulness of God. Um, Pepe and myself and a group of people went to um, a place called Chester in South Carolina to listen to Arthur Burke. And he mentioned something that really called my attention. Uh, And it's out of the book of Ezekiel in chapter one. So I invite you to go there. And um, Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 1, it starts explaining um, Ezekiel's vision of God. Looks like Ezekiel was ordained a prophet for that time, and the Lord himself came to the ordination, which is very exciting. So it says, Now it came to pass in the 13th year of the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, As I was among the captives by the river Kevar, that the heavens were open and I saw visions of God. So he is right there with the captives when the Lord sent the Israelites in in one of their captivities because of disobedience. And the Lord wanted to send this man, Ezekiel, as a prophet and came to ordain him. On the 5th day of the month which was in the 5th year of king Jehoiakim the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest the son of Buzi in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kavar, in the hand and the land that the Lord was no and the hand of the Lord was upon him so I look and behold a whirlwind was coming out of the north a great cloud with raging fire engulf itself and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its mist like the color of ember out of the mist of the fire. So he's secretly seeing a bunch of things that he doesn't even understand and, and it's hard for us to understand too. <laughs> and one of the things that he sees coming out of that whirlwind is living creatures, And the living creatures, um, I I invite you later on to just read the whole passage, but they have uh, strange features, things that we don't understand here. But those are uh, the, the creatures that accompany God in all of his majesty. And it describes the way that these creatures move. And each one went straight forward they went wherever the Spirit wanted them to go. So these creatures come with the Lord and obey the Spirit of the Lord. Then we can go to verse 20. Wherever the Spirit wanted to go, they went, because there the Spirit went. And the wheels were lifted together with them, for the Spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. And above, uh, the passage above describes a uh, a wheel within a wheel. And I forgot the name of Pepe, help me. The name of a wheel, wheel, wheel within a wheel. How do you call that device? Okay. And which means is that the two things had to move at the same time. And the image for us right here is that our human spirit, the spirit of the living God, had to move at the same time. Oh, okay. So even when there's a bigger will and a smaller will inside, they have to be in one accord. And that's an invitation for us to, to be in one accord with the spirit of the living God. And then it looks like this... Probably the land right there was to the file for the Lord just to come down all the way. So these living creatures are holding something like glass, like a platform of glory for the throne of the Lord to be put right there. So in verse 22 says, The likeness of the firmament above the heads of the living creatures was like the color of an awesome crystal stretched out over their heads. So the throne that he sees is going to be on top of that platform of glass, which is like the glory of God is awesome. On verse 25 says, a voice came from above the firmament that was over their heads. Whenever they stood they let down their wings. And then verse 26 is the one that really caught my attention when uh, Arthur Brooke was speaking. And above the firmament over their heads was the likeness of a throne in appearance like a sapphire stone. On the likeness of the throne was a likeness with the appearance of a man high above. And all this likeness of the likeness of the likeness is because he's seen something that is so big that he doesn't know how to describe it. So... He looks like a man, but he's like, a, and of course, it's a man. It's just the living Christ, the one is sitting. Uh, but to him was probably a surprise that a man is sitting on the throne. But the truth is that right now a man is sitting on the throne. Jesus is sitting on the throne. But uh, the sapphire stone is, is the is the thing that I want you to kind of. Uh, focus on right now, because that's the, the name of Arthur Burke's um, ministry is Sapphire Liter- Leadership Group. And he has a story about how he acquired that name, but um, I went to research Sapphire, and it says, symbolizes the qualities required in a personal and healthy relationship. Qualities like loyalty, faithfulness, truth, constancy. So that really, when he was talking about that Sapphire throne, I thought, wow. The Lord appealed to Ezekiel seeding on faithfulness. So he came to him like screaming for whoever can understand it, and now to us that we're trying to understand it, is that he sits in faithfulness, in constancy and loyalty, that he never fails, never leaves us, nor forsakes us. Anybody can abandon us, but he will never abandon us. You can try to run away from him, but he will find you again. So that's what really moved me To think about the faithfulness of God is that it's staggering to me that the Lord reveals himself seated in faithfulness. I want to be aware of this faithfulness all the time, and we are not, because we have a tendency to move with the problems or whatever is going on at the moment. And the Lord is always saying, hey, yeah, I know that you're going through Trials and tribulations. That is not easy right now, but I am with you. I am with you. I am with you, and I am faithful. So that faithfulness is what I want you to keep in your in your mind. As a, as whenever you imagine the Lord, however He wants to reveal Himself to you, as that majestic figure of the resurrected Christ sitting in a throne that is. Of sapphire, which means faithfulness. And I was thinking about what to do tonight, and the, the song "Great Is Thy Faithfulness" just keep to my resonating in my brain. And, and really, if we uh, read it, is a uh, going to read it first and then I'm going to give one to each one. I'm going to wait probably until you have one. And we can read it first and then maybe we can sing it. And one of the things that really we can see right here in Ezekiel 1 two is that um uh, That the Lord came like that in the midst of people that were not faithful to him at that moment. He came to them in the midst of the captivity. They were out of the land, put in, in, in another place. And I think what the Lord tried to do to his people and tried to do to ourselves every time that we get in trouble is prevent from us to be assimilated so much into the world. But then we don't see him anymore. Pepe asked me to, to read something in the evening, and it was about Joseph and how the, the Egyptians that came after Joseph when the uh, uh, old pharaoh died, and, and another pharaoh came that didn't know them. They have been assimilated, lots of them, so much into the Egyptian culture that they didn't remember their their Jewish roots, and that is that is sad. And people that went in, in captivity to Babylon, the same thing happened to them. They became so used to having businesses and families or whatever among the Babylonians that, that they didn't find any reason to return to Jerusalem, and that is sad. Okay, I guess most people, oh, I most people More people came than I imagined that knew that we will have. Don and I thought that we will not have nobody. So, great is thy faithfulness, and that's true. Oh God, my Father. And I think that's one of the most important things, that we really know that God is our Father. In that if, for whatever reason, we had had bad experiences with early fathers that we will pray to the Lord that he will separate that wrong idea of a father and give us the real idea of who he is, because he is the perfect father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changes not. He never changes. He's not moody he's not doing good one day and then he doesn't feel like it the next day he never changes he is always loving always constant your compassions fail they fail not as doubt has been that forever will be which means you were faithful you are faithful you will be faithful and then greatest I faithfulness, greatest I faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. And I think that to see, we need to, to do a little bit of an effort to not to try to focus on the negative, but to focus on something that we can thank him for. And there's probably plenty to thank him for, which is get taken by the things that are not working at that moment. But we can thank him that we're alive, we are breathing, our heart is beating, uh, we are healthy, we have a house. There's a list that is like a never-ending that we can thank him, but sometimes we're taken by the negative things. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness unto me. And he had provided, and he will continue providing. And then he talks about summer and winter and spring, moons and stars, joined with all nature in manifold witness. And the Bible said that uh, the nature declares the glory of God, the firmament speaks to His handiwork. So that's what he's saying. He's saying uh, we need to join ourselves with the flowers and the trees and, and the birds that are always praising the Lord. And the morning, and the first thing that you hear in the window, at least we hear in our window, praise be to God for that, is this chirping of, of birds that are so excited that the song came up again. And we need to join that. And then it repeats the curse, probably. Pardon for sin, which is his great give to us, that he came to pay himself for the sins that we committed, and peace that endureth, because this peace that comes after we finally get it, that he came to pay for my sins, thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide, I like the cheering, I imagine he say, okay, keep going, keep going, <laughs> Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousands beside. Ten thousands beside speak to me of the things that we don't see, but they're there. And he's inviting us to see. Okay, I'm going to read a blessing. And then we can, you can call for prayer. I think a blessing will be a good thing. Right here. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I bless you, daughters and sisters of the Living God, with the fruit of faithfulness. Listen to God's word for you in Galatians five twenty two, the fruit of the spirit is faithfulness, and in Isaiah forty nine seven, the Lord who is faithful. The Holy One of Israel has chosen each one of you. And in Exodus 34, 6, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate, the gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and in faithfulness. So children of the living God hear this, there is not sure testimony in scripture that the Father is faithful. Is a faithful God and is a faithful father. He binds himself to us in his faithful love. He never does wrong. Because of his great love, we are not consumed. Because his compassion and great faithfulness never fails. He said it, it's written, we believe it. Jesus is the faithful and true witness whose name is Faithful and Truth, as it is written in Revelation 3, 4. He is faithful to keep you in temptation and faithful to forgive you because he is a merciful and a faithful high priest. He is faithful because God called you into fellowship with him, faithful to his promises, and faithful to strengthen you. He has to remain faithful because he cannot change, and that's what he is. So spirits of God's children here, sons and daughters of the living God, be blessed with his covenant-keeping spirit. He speaks his faithfulness into you, so that you are not blown away by any of the things of the world. Your faithfulness clings to His faithfulness. And He is faithful to keep each one of His promises. Be blessed to stand firm in your faith, trusting and believing in Him. Be blessed with knowing who you are in Him and who He is in you and for you. Be blessed with letting his love and his faithfulness be the plumb line of his trustworthiness that you can trust him at all times and in all places. He told us to guard the good deposits of faith that the Lord has placed inside of us. So with the help of the Holy Spirit I bless you with keeping the treasures, especially the treasure of faithfulness that he has put in our hearts. He held his own life up as an example of teaching purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, and suffering. Many tests that have come to you were not to prove the faithfulness of God, but to prove your own faithfulness in spite of the circumstances. So be blessed to prove true to your faithfulness to God and others. Be blessed with constancy in your practical Christian faith, faith with legs, faith that is in motion. Spirits, be blessed in his faithfulness in you that bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. But this is written in 1 Corinthians 13. Be blessed to be faithful to the trust that he has given each one of you. Be blessed to be a wise servant over your master's household, whom he calls good and faithful and who he invites to share his happiness. Be blessed with the fruit of faithfulness. And be blessed in the name of the one that is faithful and truth. And you can never change. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.